Hello, people. I hope that you have so far enjoyed the session. I can picture you right now listening and just being so changed dramatically because something is waking up on the inside of your heart. I think that this is what you've been waiting for. I think that this is what you've been waiting for. Every other thing you have heard up to this point has prepared you for the point where things will change in your life. And this is it. I think this is what you've been waiting for. And praise the Lord that you're hearing it in February. Oh, that's good, man. Yep, that's really good. That's good news that you're hearing it in February. I can imagine how the rest of your year is going to be. I think it's going to be wonderful. If you agree with me, just 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 give a just give a good nod. Yeah, you agree. God bless you. I saw the nod and I I'm nodding with you. I'm shaking my head. Yep, I agree. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Now, this is a very very interesting part. All right. I think that a lot of y'all have been looking forward to hearing on this one, on this note, you know, the mind and prosperity. Uh, when we think about prosperity, I believe that we have had our definitions from dictionaries. We have had our definitions from business schools we have heard our definitions from the internet and google has defined prosperity for us but let's go to the google before there was google that's god yep who knows all things and all things proceed from him he is omniscient right he knows all things he's omnipresent he is everywhere and he is omnipotent he is powerful in all ways and god does not necessarily define prosperity the way google business schools and certain of us have had our definitions for prosperity prosperity in the bible means to do well to do well, say it after me. Prosperity is to do well. Yeah, to do well. That's what it means to prosper. That's what it means to prosper. Now, I think that this concept is very important for you to learn at first because if you think something wrong, you can expect the right results. Wrong thinking will never produce right results. Just as a man will not sow, um, will not plant cassava and expect apples. I mean, I can tell you what, you can sow seeds. You can, you know, pray in tongues probably 10 hours a day for 29 and a half months. You can walk around your farm ground and confess divine words 
but if you sowed cassava you will reap cassava you see the principle of sowing and reaping is a very powerful thing it's a very powerful very very powerful principle and a lot in life rests on this principle I'm not going to be talking about it right now, but I'm going to be telling you this. Prosperity means to do well. To do well. So, let's start there. Alright? You see, and actually, it doesn't just mean to do well. It actually means to do well on all sides. To do well on all sides. Okay, now, so a lot of people have defined prosperity as having money and having cars and having, you know, traveling money and all of that, all of that. Now, I want to tell you that all of those things are a part of prosperity, all right? All of those things are part of prosperity. They are part of prosperity called riches. But riches and prosperity are two different things. Prosperity is greater than riches because prosperity will produce riches. If you understood, let me say that again. Prosperity is a greater concept than riches because prosperity will produce riches. The first thing that I want you to understand is in the book of Genesis chapter 1 concerning prosperity and concerning riches. You see, prosperity, as I've explained to you, is greater than riches, meaning that riches are contained in prosperity, but riches are not prosperity. Do you understand? Okay. All right. All right. A rich man may not be a prosperous man see but a prosperous man will always be a rich man okay (laughs) that's a good one okay i want you to think about that a minute and you're going to realize it because your head is going to begin to see the difference in your society between some people who are rich but not prosperous and some people you know um, and then you will now see people who are actually prosperous when we start defining prosperity now let me go first of all to the book of Genesis chapter number chapter 1 and explain something to you there the bible says that after god had created everything that he made the bible says and he created a garden and kept man in that garden god called that garden the garden of eden he called it the garden of eden I want to explain this to you because it's so important for you to start understanding prosperity. You must understand why God made Eden. Because if you don't understand why God made Eden, you'll not yet understand prosperity and riches. Seriously, seriously, prosperity and riches begin at the history of man. All right. Yeah. So, so um, listen to this because chances are you may never hear someone else say this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is the result of a lot of study of God's, um, of, of, of the Word of God and so many in, uh, 
experiences that you would believe in Jesus' name. Okay, yeah, let's go. Right, so do you know that the, the, God, the word Eden means pleasure? So the Bible says that God had made everything in this garden and then God placed man in Eden. He placed man in pleasure. Now, hear me. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, I think chapter 4 or chapter 3, on your own you can check it out. It says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast, create, thou hast created all things, and for your pleasure they were made. Thou hast created all things, and for your pleasure they were made. The Garden of Eden is the Garden of Pleasure. It means that man was created for pleasure. Man was created for a pleasurable life. That is the original pattern. You see, if you find yourself oftentimes wanting fresh things, you know, you, you want the best of them watches, you want the best of them shoes, you know, you want the best of phones, you want the best of things. It means that you, you, you desire pleasure. It means you are walking in line with the original design God has for you. I have to keep quiet on that note so you can hear it again. Let it reverberate inside of you. You see, when God made the Garden of Eden, God was not only placing a man there, but God was describing demonstratively his intent for mankind. And his intent for mankind was pleasure. Prosperity is pleasure. Prosperity is pleasure. God made you to have pleasure. Everything that you do in life is to bring pleasure to your life. And whenever anything is taking you out of your zone, then you are not living in God's pleasure. Everything that you are doing is to produce pleasure in your life. Now, I'm going to emphasize this to you because if you don't understand this, some people don't understand why they don't, they don't seem to prosper because they don't understand God's eternal will on this note. Alright, it says, for thou hast created all things. I want you to say with me right now, I am made and designed for a life of pleasure. Say it again. I am made and designed for a life of pleasure. Yes, you were. Hear what it says again. Alright, hear what it says again. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were made. Everything was made for God's pleasure, and everything must resonate with God's pleasure. That means that we must walk in pleasure, all right? Prosperity 
the design for prosperity is pleasure is eden pleasure a pleasurable life and god really wants you to have good things the best of things or whatever it is that gives you pleasure under god now but we got to move on from there and then understand some more about prosperity in the mind and i will start at jacob all right prosperity and the mind let me go to abraham first and then i'll just i'm just going to leave the technicalities and just go straight there right so god said about abraham god said see abraham he is my friend i know that the things that he has learned he will teach it to his sons also and his children after him will learn it now we observe something that god was calling Abraham his friend because Abraham was going to transmit his consciousness to the next generation. And did Abraham do it? The answer is yes. We see that in his son Jacob. So here's the story. You remember Jacob's uncle Laban, Abraham's brother? The Bible says something about him. The Bible says that Laban was a cheat. He was, that that guy, that guy was, was a real, real bad dude. The guy was a cheat. And he observed something after years that Jacob had walked with him. He observed something. And he said to Jacob in the book of Genesis, chapter 30, he said, I know that God has blessed me because of you. In Genesis chapter 30 and verse 27. So you know what he said to Jacob? He said, now, I want you to walk for me one last time. He said, but what I want you to do is this. Look at this. He said, you're going to take care of my sheep for another tenor of years. He said, and if my sheep produce black and white spots, you take the ones that are spotted and I will take the ones that are not spotted and they came to an agreement. Now, this is a very amazing thing. Do you know why that smart man did that? He did that because even though biology classes were not existing then, he knew genetics. He knew that if two sheep were to mate, and neither of them had spots none of the children will be born with spots so what did he do he was so smart in his own mind he said ha ha you know this guy see he knew that joseph jacob was so blessed so all he wanted to do was when jacob does my job he's just going to multiply my business and go home empty but look what jacob did jacob took a cloth, a material, and painted it black and white and kept it in front of the animals so that while the animals were grazing, when they look at it, they will produce black and white spotted animals. And it happened exactly as it did. Now, the question is, how did he do that? 
How did he do that? He did that through the thing that his father Abraham had taught him about the prosperous mind. Number one, one thing that you must understand is that prosperity is not an inward thing. Prosperity is solely an outward thing. And what you see on the outside that you call prosperity, it is a manifestation of that which is inside. Prosperity is an inward thing. Prosperity is a state of the mind. Prosperity is a state of the mind. Prosperity is not is not a material thing but is an inward thing now before i explain to you what prosperity is i want to explain how this was happening to jacob because you see it happened to his grandfather abraham abraham dug wells while they were you know <laughs> while there were a lot of there was a lot of famine and the Bible tells us that he found water and people would come and shut down the well and he would go to more desert places and find water and they finally gave up because it was impossible. You see, when the mind is prosperous, all the ways become prosperous. It is, it is not up to the outward plane to be prosperous. Your mind affects the outward realities of the things that happen there. You see, all, look what the Bible says about creation. The Bible says, for the earnest expectation of the creation is for the manifestations of the sons of God. You see, so the earth conforms, the earth is waiting, you see, all material things are simply waiting for manifestation so that they can conform to what you manifest. If prosperity is the consciousness inside of your heart, if your mind is prosperous, this is what happens. Everything around you begins to conform to your manifestation. Wow, do you understand that? Let me explain that again to you. Let me explain that to you again. Oh, now you must understand, this is why Jacob kept the black and white cloth. And when he kept the black and white cloth, the animals that don't think saw it and produced according to the picture that he kept. Because his mind was prosperous. His mind was prosperous. See, that's how it works. That's how it works. Your mind has got to be prosperous. Your mind has got to be prosperous. And of course, I will tell you how. Don't worry. Don't, don't, don't be alarmed. But think about it again. I'll say that portion of scripture again to you. For the next expectation of the creation is for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the earnest expectation of the creation is for the manifestation of the sons 
of God. And I want you to understand this right now, right here at this moment. All right? That everything, material things, conform. You see, the purpose of material things, the purpose of the material world around you is conformity. Their job is to conform. That's why God said you should not conform. You should be transformed. You don't, human beings were not created for conformity. Things were created for conformity. Human beings were meant to transform so that things will conform. All right? Things conform to your transformation. That's why nothing in this world is permanent. Because, because wherever you go, things begin to respond to the inward things that are coming out of you. Whether you know it or not, the things around you are responding to, for lack of better terms, to the energy that comes from within you. This thing called manifestation. That is why some people come into a business and suddenly the business begins to suffer. Some people come into a ministry and suddenly it feels like the ministry is no longer growing. And you start saying, who is the Jonah in our ship? It is, it is someone manifesting. And suddenly the things around begin to conform to his manifestation. Depending on how strong the frequency of that manifestation is. And, and I believe I'll tell you about that. But that is not in the basics. So I'm sorry. If you want to learn the part two of the basics then you would have to, you know, plan for that. But I, I hope you're understanding me. If you're understanding me, just, just give me a nod. All right? We thank God for understanding. You have understanding in Jesus' name. Okay? All right. So this is very important for you to know. All right? So prosperity. Prosperity is something on the inside. Not It's not something on the inside. Prosperity is an internal factor. Prosperity is something that you are you become prosperous and things will prosper do you understand that you become prosperous and things will prosper things don't make you prosper you prosper and things follow you things don't make you prosper you prosper and things follow after you this is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. In fact, this is what I can I can define in one way. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. When he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, and all these things will follow you. And all these things will be added unto you. Are you seeing what he's saying? He's saying, manifest and things appear. You see that? manifests and things appear this is very very important now that is exactly how <clears throat> the man did it that is exactly how jacob became a wealthy man he became a wealthy man even though he was being cheated he became a wealthy man so i want you to understand that when you become prosperous it doesn't matter the condition anymore Things conform. Things conform. Wow, that's so beautiful. 
Again, I'm going to show you the story of Joseph. In the book of Genesis chapter 38, the Bible says, And Joseph was sold into slavery, into the hands of his master Potiphar. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. It's the first time a slave was being described as prosperous in the Bible. And that reveals something to you. That look, oh, hey, Joseph had no money. Joseph had no cars. Joseph did not even own himself. But how could he be described as prosperous? That is because Joseph manifested inwardly prosperity. If you look at all of Joseph's dreams, you will see something amazing. All of them, all of them referred to, to pleasure. All of them referred to doing well. In one of Joseph's dreams, he saw the moon and he saw the sun and he saw 11 stars and all of them bowed to him. That's one of, you see what that, that, that's talking about seasons. Now that was talking about his parents and his brothers, but the moon and the sun and the stars reflect seasons. All right. Remember what the Bible says. The Bible says that the man, the godly man, he says he is, he, his leaves never run dry and he produces fruits in season and out of season. Joseph was seen himself through the image on the inside as producing in season and out of season. Think about this. So when he became a slave boy, that was not the season for, for, for prosperity to normal people, to abnormal people as a matter of fact. All right. But he was called prosperous at the time where it was not season. Hear what the Bible says. The Bible says, for the wilderness has become a fruitful field. The wilderness has become a fruitful field. Now, in his next dream, you know what Joseph saw? He saw wheats, two very heavy ones, and then two smaller ones, and all of them bowed to his wheat. What did he see? He was seeing prosperity also. Now, that's to tell you how he, um, what his mind was. That's to tell you his heart. Now, that boy was already prosperous before he was sold into slavery. And so it did not matter the condition. It did not matter what was going on. Joseph produced prosperity. The things around him conformed to his manifestation. Do you understand that? Oh, that is so wonderful for you to understand. I'm going to say this word to you right now as a word that is going to strike your mind, as I say it. One day, the children of Israel went to fight. <clears throat> this, is some, this is the prosperous mind. One day, the children of Israel went to fight. When they went to the battle, as they stood right there, wanting, you know, waiting for the enemies to come, God said to them, Dig your ditches, for you shall not see rain, 
neither shall you see clouds form but there shall be water i say to you right now dig your ditches for you shall not see rain neither shall you see clouds but water shall fill the ditches